abundance. We all want more of it. Health, relationships, career, prosperity. To be human is to strive for more. There's ample advice on how to create abundance. We need to have positive thoughts and believe in ourselves. But what happens if positive thinking doesn't come naturally? Are we doomed? I'm Jill McCabe, author, entrepreneur, negative thinker turned optimist, and your host on the Thinking Vitamins podcast. For years, I struggled to believe in myself. And for years, I fell short of my goals and aspirations. Until I learned a nifty bit of neuroscience that taught me how we can all rewire our brains to have more positive thoughts, self-belief, and abundance. That's what I created Thinking Vitamins for. Thinking Vitamins are sticky ideas, mantras, and perspective shifts that retrain your brain to expect good things to happen to you. So I ask you, are you ready to boost your abundance? Let's dive in. I'm pretty excited to be interviewing Victoria Rader today, possibility coach, best-selling author, transformational speaker, and founder of You to Shine, Why You to Shine. I met Victoria last month at a conference in New York, and you know when you sit next to someone and you just feel so comfortable and good all over. And when you say hello, it's like complete relaxation, like that you just feel so welcome and like you're in the presence of someone who is present. That's exactly how I felt when I met Victoria. And I was so fortunate to get to know her. We had some incredible conversations. And I knew that I had to share her with you so that you could just see how much light she can bring into your life. Today on the Thinking Vitamins podcast, we're going to be talking about Victoria, Victoria's new book and her program, Quantum. She is just someone who spreads light and love in a way that is so genuine and authentic. And she's really a woman after my own heart. Abundance in one place is abundance in all places. Uh, Victoria, thank you so much for coming and chatting with me on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And the feeling was very mutual. And I don't think it was coincidental. <laughs> it's beautifully aligned. Yeah, I'm so excited about this conversation. I have to just, I want to share with listeners those of you, I am literally sitting in this bask of light right now. It feels so good to dial into Victoria's energy. So I'm going to invite you, if you are in a car, that's great. You know, zone in. I find sometimes when I listen to things that are, you know, mellow in a car, it doesn't make me fall asleep. It also makes me tune into the world even more. But if you can allow yourself the gift of really tuning in to this episode because I have learned so much from Victoria and today we're here to talk about her new book that's actually coming out this week and depending on when you listen to it it's going to come out June 25th 2022 and it's Prosper Me and they're all well why don't you tell us what's Prosper Me all about Oh, you know, the such such a great intro, Jill. So prosper me, the 35 universal laws of money or to make money work for you. It's actually a book that's been born through the journey of prosperity in my life. You know, I was born in the former Soviet Union in Ukraine, and I had prosperity in every possible way other than financial, you know, because uh, as a child, I had the uh, abundance of love. And I've spent a lifetime to realize that that is the only true kind of abundance. And only through fully tuning in, receiving, allowing, knowing that you are worthy and deserving of that energy, creating neural receptors for receiving that energy, and truly learning how to transform your life through that energy can you have lasting prosperity in all areas of your life, including financial? So through hundreds and hundreds of clients who have come 
either from a lack mentality financially, they didn't have money, or from the lack of mentality in fulfillment, they had money and yet emptiness. That's just become a simple, beautiful, yet profound formula of genuine prosperity. And that is prosperity through the energy of love. And when I say love, it's not one of those, he loves me, he loves me not. I have an acronym for love that I use in the book. And that is life originating vibrant emotion or energy in motion. So to me, love is what originates life, what sustains life, and what when you fully learn to receive and live through creates life of genuine prosperity. So the book is the 35 laws, universal because they can be applied in any area in your life, universal because they're spiritual, and universal because they can be applied practically. So I give you 35 laws that have high spiritual charge with simple practical application. Ooh, and we're gonna get into talking about some of those laws in a minute. But before we do, I want to explore a little bit more what you said about coming to it from this place of love. This is something that I'm currently thinking about a lot as I write my book on rewiring for abundance. And I'm sure it'll be titled something different by the time I'm done, but that's the concepts and what I'm really discovering I think you touched on there's no such thing as being abundant in one area and not as an there's this there's this fiction that I bought into for a long time and I think I know a lot of people who've bought into it listener perhaps you have bought into this that oh I can have everything but I can't have it all at once I have to have and that's not what I'm learning I'm actually learning when we learn to receive we can receive money we can receive love we can receive joy we can receive anything I would love to hear your thoughts on that I couldn't agree more. I think that what happens is that right now, especially, there's this uh, myth of abundance that is unilateral. And there is a lot of unilateral teachings. Most of them have to do with money. So I think one of the reasons I wrote a book aligned with it is to realign the energy of money with the true energy of prosperity. Because what I'm seeing happening in the market quite a bit is a unilateral unilateral approach to, you know, somebody said, one of the um, coaches who's very successful, I don't believe there is a balance in life, you know, when you when you're focused on something, you just give it all. And, and I was sitting there thinking that this is a true model for a unilateral thinker. I'm not here to say it's the wrong model. I'm just here to say for somebody who wants to go unilaterally and progress in one direction only, that might be the true model. It's the everything is sacrificed to one aspect of your life. So this is just a parallel model that says you can have not a balanced, but a continually expanding life that expands through all areas of your life. And as it expands through all areas of your life, it invites your focus to balance out of lack and into abundance through love. And so that's just, a, to me, a higher frequency, higher way of being. So I will never say, oh, this is right or this is wrong. Something, you know, for somebody right now feeling sad for themselves or pitying themselves is the right thing to do. It, it just is. Because they have a, a right to validate their sadness. So I don't believe in missed opportunities. I don't believe in fear of missing out. Everything, you're listening to this very phrase because your soul said, I validated myself through suffering. I'm ready for something more. And until you're ready, no amount of sales is going to invite you for that. Oh, wow. First of all, I love your voice. <laughs> I just can sit here. I checked you. I was watching some of your YouTube stuff. And I oh. honestly, I could just, 
I wish I had a blanket and a cup of tea right now. Aww. I should have had a blanket and a cup of tea. I really like this idea of continually expanding. So my journey to really dialing into the spiritual part of my existence came through science, interestingly. I had a Jewish father and a mother, and although she converted to Judaism, didn't know anything about it because she was raised Catholic and even in boarding schools, like the whole nine yards. So I was actually raised basically without religion because, and then I went to, you know, I, I did all these things. I ended up studying religion in university. So I had this very sort of academic viewpoint of it, got into kind of Taoism, but sort of decided that I was agnostic. And then I started getting really into science and I, you know, for those listeners who know me, I got into behavioral science and I work with the laws of change and then I have a master's in leadership and pretty much that what you said about continually expanding is actually defended by science. And it was in fact, the more I studied science, the more I came to see that the many of the religious beliefs that I had studied in university were completely compatible. People run around saying these things are different and they're not at all. And so now I'm incredibly spiritual and it's reinforced. It started with, a, I came to spirit through science is how I say it. But that continually expanding, I think we really miss that. And I, the other thing I want to so if you want to speak more to that, or I really also liked when you said, if someone's feeling sad, listener, if you're feeling sad, look, I, I cried as recently as a month ago. There are moments where I feel sad, where I feel disconnected. And I know that I have a good process for that, which is what Victoria said, absolutely accepting myself for where I am in that moment. Yeah. Well, two points. First of all, I love uh, Through Science to Spirit. That is the name of your book. <laughs> <laughs> path, 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 path of Abundance Through Science to Spirit. I just would, I, I think that's just so perfect. This is how, actually, Victoria, I'm going to cut you off because of how brilliant you are. Listeners, this is how brilliant she is. She doesn't even know this. She, well, she knows, but this is she's downloaded that and the reason why is because my whole book starts with um kind of like myth what a lot of people think then i go through example then i give you the science then i give you the spirit so actually every one of my chapters was already defined that way victoria you're brilliant yeah uh, and i would i would all i would almost i would almost do formula Formula of Abundance Through Science to Spirit. Bang! New York Times bestseller. I introduced <laughs> to you, Jill. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Okay, so then go back to what you were saying. Thanks, listeners, yeah. for, for letting me name my book on your podcast. <laughs> Phenomenal, phenomenal. The energy of that book that you're writing is so gorgeous. And so I'm, I'm excited to, to read it. But so a couple, couple things I, uh, you know, the people in the world laugh. They say in America, they love acronyms. We do. <laughs> That's how we function. You know, I, I now, of course, I'm not born here, but I've adapted it and I love it. And so I think it's very important and I will say it. And if it triggers you, you can just take a deep breath and let me finish the thought. I think it's very important to have God in your life because God is great overall designer. However, you at your level of consciousness choose to accept and define it. So whether you feel God is the big bang, so be it. That is where you are. If it is Buddha, Allah, Christ, source, universe, God, goddess, wherever your consciousness at this point is tuned in to the origin of the light that you are, Allow for that origin to work through you. And so when the word God triggers you, it is your fear of your potential of that light that is trying to redirect you into the booth of fear. So walk away, <laughs> walk away. So just say, I'm okay with God. And then allow yourself to define. Okay, so I know who my God is. Jill knows who her God is. You know who your God is. We, we we're good. We're good. So it's important to have that as a definition because without that concept, empowerment is not possible. And I'm standing by my statement because I'm going to take you guys through the three levels of empowerment. 
that are going to be so crucial to validate your experience and to step into empowerment. So the first level of empowerment is being powerless. I call it powerless me, little m, little e. Pity me, powerless me. How do you know you're being powerless? And this is not a period of life. This is during a day, right? Yes, we stretch it for periods of life, but today, think of your day. You felt powerless when you felt something happened to you. The second you are in a mindset, this is happening to me, we are in a level of powerlessness. And the shift out of it, this is where my possibility coach title kind of came from. The possibility is you're shifting from, it's not possible for me to overcome it, to very simple, it's possible for me. Because our brain will not jump from impossible to I got this. I mean, you can you can hit your head on the wall and scream I'm a money magnet. If you don't believe it's possible, it's just affirming the fear. So if you feel something is happening to you, you have no control, realize I'm in a powerless me. Right now, I don't think it's possible for me to have a better outcome. So we're just going to make it possible. Now, once you make it possible for you, you step into the longer period of empowerment, which is power hunger. I call it power hungry me, capital M, capital E. And a lot of personal development and leadership concepts are based on power hunger, which we're now shifting the life concept from life happens to me to life happens for me. These things that are happening, there are lessons. I'm going to get the best out of it. I'm going to set goals. I'm going to pursue. And it's the only healthy way to get out of powerlessness. But the trap of that is that if you stay there, you might end up so empty and unfulfilled that no matter the amount of zeros in your bank, they're just echoing the zero in your heart. So that's the trap of power hunger, right? And so what is the, what we're looking, how do we grow through power hunger? We go from possibility to probability. <laughs> you go from it's possible for me to how do I make it probable? And that's where the skill set comes in and so forth. So to get ourselves off climbing the never ending ladder <laughs> to true empowerment, We've got to shift from power, uh, life happens to me and away from life happens for me, which by the way is healthier than to me, to a very powerful understanding that life doesn't happen only to us or for us, it happens through us. So the first empowerment affirmation is life happens through me. I'm the instrument of God miracles. And that's why we wanted to not have a hiccup over the concept of God, right? If you want to stay with source, define God as you will, as the great overall designer. But once you understand that you're the expression of that source and you allow for it to work through you, you step into the light of empowerment. And that to me in a nutshell is the journey of a lifetime of continually recalculating into true empowerment. And only that power of possibility and probability leads to true profitability, where you no longer think how you can profit from a situation. But when you become someone that humanity profits through, right? That, that's the journey. That's the journey of prosperity. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm deeply moved at the moment and what's interesting about this is so present for me right now because I think that I've very recently moved beyond life happens for me and didn't know what that was I didn't know how to put words to it, right? You can feel it because this week, in fact, this morning I was standing on a, a kind of a, not a cliff, a, like a, a rock beach where a lot of people scuba dive. There's giant octopuses there and there's seals and otters and eagles and hawks and owls in the woods. And it's just, this is a beautiful place I go to. And I was standing there and I was grounding into the, to this kind of rock beach and I was there with my dog 
and I was looking out onto the water and I thought to myself, I've been here for a year, going to that walk almost every day. And I thought, I think this is the first time I've really been here. I think it's the first time. And it's so present for me right now, Victoria, that I'm, I am beyond life happens for, like I actually got to a point where that's not the point anymore. And a hundred percent of my goals have shifted over the past month, which is hilarious for someone who teaches goal setting, <laughs> vision and all these things. And, and they had a role in my life. They did. They got me here. And, um, so I'm also really fluid with how that happens and life happens through me. I, that's the message. I mean, I needed that today. I also wanted to speak to your concept of God. I had, a. I had someone who spoke to me about, you know, who, who said, oh, I don't believe in God, you know, some guy with a beard. And I'm like, oh my gosh, God's not Santa Claus in another outfit for crying out loud. And Deepak Chopra helped me understand. I loved the way Deepak Chopra in one of his books talked about, I love your thoughts on it, Victoria. He talked about, you know, us one right as being think about yourself as a wave in the ocean although you're a wave you can't imagine yourself as separate from the ocean and that it's like i got that it's like i just got it so when i think of god tell, tell me what um of design you're going to tell me in a sec when i think of god i actually just think of the place where we're all one so you said, what is, you know, your God? That's my God. The, it's the place where we are literally all one. So of course it happens through us. But do tell me, yeah, what comes to mind for you? Yeah, I think uh, the frequency of that teaching is the God consciousness, right? I think that's love, that that's, uh, um, there is a, to me, there is a God consciousness and there is a God activation, which is the principle of love. Um Judge Trower did some phenomenal, I think, study on how God consciousness becomes um, God activation as uh, each and every one of us comes to self-realization and deepening of self-acceptance and by self, meaning every single life on planet. So this self expands, right? That's, we are at the age when unfortunately self narrowed down. And when we say self love, it's very tragic because we narrow ourselves to our feeble ability to love ourselves that is damaged, that is traumatized. But when you understand, okay, I'm going to shift this self from me, me individual, my trauma, my genetic predisposition, my life experience to self as the prototype of spiritual love I'm born to be, and I recognize that in everybody, then all of a sudden when I don't have enough love to love me, I allow for God to love me through me. And that is the higher you know, self-love. So I think once again, there is no um, wrong way of connecting to the oneness other than realizing we are one and then allowing for us to expand that uh, okay so shall we talk about your book i mean so for those of you listening this is um some of you listening you're like yeah wow and some of you listening are like huh this is different at <laughs> some of jill's other podcasts but this is very much my personal, I would not be here today. And I know Victoria actually teaches this, so I'm excited about learning from her, but I, I would not be here today where I am if I didn't start embracing the truth of our oneness. If I didn't, if I didn't go on that journey from life is happening to me to life is happening for me. And now, listeners, you're witnessing me taking that step from for me to through me because that's a new idea that I'm learning here with you. And you will get to listen to this podcast and see how my life changes now that I'm embracing that idea because it, it makes a lot of sense to me. I was reading a quote. Okay, one thing before we start talking about your book, because they're going to read your book. I know they're going to read your book. 
today's lesson in A Course in Miracles, and it can't be, a, it can't be an error. You know, this question, like, who am I? Who am, who am I? Who am I? You know, this question, and I'm on day 130 or something. I don't know the exact day, but the message is, what kind of crazy question is this? And I'm not, I'm not stating it properly. I know you'll, you'll teach it better, but it's like the absurdity of that question. How could you not know who you are? And that is what I realized today when I had that moment on the beach. I was also just having that moment with realizing, of course I know who I am. And why would I even invite into an existence the not knowing? And every time we say, who am I? In fact, we move further away from our truth. And the truth of that just hit me. It hit me. And I realized I will never say that again because why would I manifest such a thing? What are your thoughts on, uh, you must know the lesson I mean. And uh, Yeah, you know, um, we've done, in, like I've mentioned, in quantum freedom, I've done Course in Miracles in a different way where I actually identify subconscious blocks that are disallowing for the teachings to expand us and I shift them, you know, I do actual healings for the subconscious mind to absorb them. And so this is an interesting aspect because I look at it a little bit different. And when you mentioned you had a little bit of Tao, right? So in um, Tao Te Ching, there is a very interesting concept of... Um, the way Tao Te Ching defines the middle way and the way it defines the higher presence or God is that that, ca that which cannot be known. Because the second you know it, you define it. And as you define it, you limit it. And so it's very important for us to be very comfortable with both, with fully knowing and fully unknowing. And without needing to shift from one to the other. So there will be moments in your life when you don't know who you are. And guess what? That is who you are at that moment. So it's like I told, you know, my dear, dear uh, client. I said, sometimes it's okay not to be okay. It's huge. Because until you allow yourself to not know you don't really know. So that's the one small adjustment that I would say as to where you say we are continually progressing through our awareness. So while we always know who we are on a subconscious level, we're simply allowing the expansion of description of who we are to catch up with our knowing. So that's huge because when you are stepping into a new frequency, a virtue, a characteristics, a lesson, uh, a teaching that is new to you, it's okay to be very uncomfortable. It's to be comfortable being very uncomfortable. And so I think knowing that not knowing is the part of knowing is where I'm going to. Knowing that not knowing is a part of knowing and be comfortable with it. So that, okay, I this is fun. I really like this. Um, one of it comes up for me because one of the things that happens in my group coaching is that people will say, I'm confused about that, to which I respond, nothing. And I'm like, oh, okay, good to know. Oh, oh would you like clarity about that? Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes, I would like clarity. Great. Could you ask me for it? Because I don't really want to add to confusion. And this is where my science comes in. What we're looking for, we find. And so if we look for not knowing who we are, I, I had, okay, this is an example. I had coffee with someone not too long ago who said, oh my gosh, I just don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. And then proceeded to tell me this year is all about you know, self-care and this year is all about this and this year and really defined the year quite beautifully. And I'm like, I'm unclear as to why you keep saying you don't know what you want. You seem extremely clear on your health and your priorities and looking after yourself. And so that was also just why would I invite in that 
I don't know who I am. And even if I don't fully understand who I am, of course I know who I am. There's a level at which I know. And so that's also, and my meaning of God includes my identity. Love it. Um, I love it. Yeah. I, I think the only thing I would add to it um, from a different perspective is is the word confusion is actually a gorgeous word because it is con, which is with, and fusion. So when you're confused, when you're experiencing the moment of confusion, the new neural receptors are fusing in your brain for a new concept. Like what I'm saying right now can first come through as confusing because there isn't a neural path in your brain to welcome the clarity of the teaching. So the moment of confusion is the moment of allowing for clarity to come through. So you're fusing the neural receptors. You fuse them. Now there is a new pathway. So you're transitioning into the pathway of clarity. Yeah. I love it. Mm -hmm. That's like, that makes perfect sense. And that, that makes perfect sense because when you do, when you get those concepts for the first time, there's that, like this, I mean, you know, we're talking fusing, right? Hebb's law, fire together, wire together uh, mm -hmm. from neuroscience. And so what you're, it's true. Like the first time when I am not seeing something about my life, the first time I hear it, it's hard, like my brain doesn't even know how to handle it. And I love that, like confuse. I love it. I think it's beautiful word construction. Um, my mom was a linguist. So that, that kind of thing I'm all about. That's beautiful because it's true. We hear these new concepts and they cause us to stop, think, reassess. Uh, and it actually is reminding me of what you said earlier uh, about just how we can have that when you think of God, if that creates a bad reaction in you, that's almost that, that same sort of moment where there's this not fitting with what I think I know. Um, mm -hmm. And it's that ability to go to the other side. Oh, all right. Let's talk. Let's talk about your book. Yeah. <laughs> I could talk to you all, all freaking day, but we don't have all day. Oh, how is your time? How many, how much can we talk about your book? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. My, yeah. Just, just making sure. So let's, there's 35 laws. Yes. I believe. Yeah. There's 35 laws, universal laws for creating prosperity. And I know I'm looking, I have looked at these laws. They're just beautiful. I want to talk to you about a couple of them and hear what you have to say about them that sort of just struck me as interesting and not mm -hmm. what I hear every day. So the law of harvest. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, you're so tuned in, girl. Man, this morning I woke up and I'm like, I'm going to do an email about the law harvest because it's the biggest trigger for people. <laughs> so, of course, you're going to ask about it. Okay, so the law of the harvest is very simple. It's, it's ancestral law and it is we reap what we sow. And the only catch-22 with that law is that we're so unaware about what we're sowing so we're so pissed with this law saying there's no way I could be reaping this because I haven't done anything. And so I'm going to just talk about me to make it a more palpable example. And so in my life, I've reaped a lot of betrayal, a lot of betrayal, right? Professional betrayal, betrayal in personal life. And I'm the most loyal person. I really am. Like if I've met you and I connected to you, I will be loyal to you. That's who I am. So I'm thinking, to my knowledge, I haven't betrayed anybody. I'm reaping betrayal after betrayal. This is about seven years ago that, that I've cleared that cycle. And I'm like, so I know the law of the harvest to be the true law. So I'm asking myself, where have I sown betrayal that I'm reaping it? 
And the answer is so huge. And this is, this is, you know, kind of, we're going to proceed gently. So it goes deeply, shifts immediately and expands you infinitely. How about that? <laughs> so uh, when you, all of us, if we're honest, and we're going to be honest because it's a sacred space, Joel's created sacred space. So we're going to be honest. If we're honest, we all knew not to do that thing that was detrimental to us. We all knew to walk away from the thing that was harmful. We didn't know how. We didn't think we were strong enough. Whatever the reasoning we used, we all had the knowing, the inner knowing of how to make things better. And we have not listened to that knowing. All of us, if you look at your worst case scenario, there was a part of you that did not know how to listen to the knowing. So we have all betrayed ourselves. And we've sowed the betrayal of the true self. And the life in its kindness through betrayal of others is an indicator that we're done betraying ourselves. So that's the first thing. And the second thing, every time we're telling white lie to somebody, thinking we're encouraging them, we're betraying our trust into them as infinite beings. We assume we know what's best for them. So we're betraying their trust. So if somebody asks you, and you're looking for a kind way to lie. <laughs> you're setting yourself up for a betrayal. In this life, financially, relationally, you've got to pause and remember you're talking to a powerful being. They can handle the truth. Yes, they can. Can you deliver the truth in the most loving way? So when your best friend says, how do I look in this dress? And they look atrocious. And you say, you're fine. You didn't think you were sowing betrayal. You have no idea why all of a sudden you lost some money. You're not connecting the two. But that moment, what you get to say is, you know, love, you're not what people would say fat. But if I were in your shoes, I would change the dress. I want you to look your best. You don't look your best in this. And if you're ready, I will support you to get in your most optimal shape too. I'm just here to support you. However you're going to frame the truth, it's going to free you to live in a place of authenticity. And all of those little relationships that have been betraying you, they'll fall off. It's, it's miraculous. So that's not in the book that's bonus in terms of the two betrayals. But, but just kind of know, be aware of what you are sowing. If you're looking for a deal all the time, that's what you're sowing. So when people don't want to pay full price for your entrepreneurial services, it's because you've sowed looking for a deal. That's the dominant frequency of what you're sowing. So go pay full price for something with so much gratitude for everything that has gone into that because then you're sowing appreciation of value and gratitude and all of a sudden clients that come your way are the clients that are there to appreciate full value. Lovely. That, I just, I love learning from you. Oh, this is beautiful. Okay, uh, so that was the law of harvest, and I think you brought some real depth to that conversation that I haven't heard before, which, you know, you reap what you sow, but to zoom out, I mean, I think that was like zoom out, uh, and I can really connect to that one. So let's go with, I like this one be just because it sort of feels kind of like, huh? Like, aren't we supposed to be giving all the time? So the law of saving, because saving, you know, that could make us think of hoarding, but saving builds financial confidence. Can you speak to that one a little bit? Absolutely. You know, there's so much talk now in spiritual circles about moving past your survival self. And that's tragic because moving past your survival self means you're not accepting a part of who you are. <laughs> you're rejecting a part which you are divinely wired with. So it's very important to accept that part, to love it. And when you do, when you've taken care of your survival self, only then your enlightened self, your higher self, your 
can fully be flowing through you. Why? Because the survival self no longer screams for attention. So the law of saving allows for you to negotiate with your survival self, the scared parts of you, in the most comforting, honest, caring way. So you're not just saying, I need to learn to love myself. You're actually loving you, the part of you that is terrified. We all have that part. So you find it, you love it, and the law of saving gives you very simple steps of how to love that part so that it gives you a starting pad to prosperity because you prosper through your higher self, but you first have to survive through your survival self. You know, in that me, and I will, this is perfect leeway for that. When you look at the book, me is not misspelled. It's little and big E. It's prosper me with little and big E. And the M part is that survival part because it's our matter, it's our mortal, it's our manifesting, and it's our material. And that's a part of who we are. The big E is our eternal, our energy, our expensive, and our essential. So when I say I am me, I am both of those things. And yes, while the eternal energy that expands and is essential is what I'm surrendering to, what I am surrendering is also important, which is my mortal matter, my manifesting, my material. So we cannot get rid of survival stuff. We are to love it. I knew that was going to be a good one. <laughs> and it was. And I, and I looked at it specifically because it's, you know, off script to what we're hearing, which is one of the reasons I thought we'd we'd chat about it. So thank you for that. Very illuminating and it makes sense. We can't deny a part of our existence and we can't deny the needs of that part of our existence. And to do so is folly. It, it's not going to work, it's not sustainable. So, and that that's some one of the things that's important to me in my work is to do things that are doable. You know, and to actually say, I, and that's, I've been known for that. I would go in and speak in organizations and the feedback was often, oh, she's great. You know, it's actually, you can actually do that and make your life better. And so there's that relatability and I, I love it. Um, let's go down to a little bit and let's talk about, uh, next one I was wanting to really dive into was the law of consistent expectation. Be consistent in your efforts and expect the results with full anticipation without desperation. I think this is so important. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I think that last part of, of stating what the law stands for, and that is anticipation without desperation. So we've got to learn if we want to prosper. If you don't, you don't, you don't got to anything. <laughs> but if you want to prosper, right, we've got to learn the difference between um, expectation and control. For, for a lot of people, there's no difference. And so when you set your goals, they're for growing. They're not for getting. As a matter of fact, the biggest freedom you can have is change the goals halfway because you've grown enough that that goal no longer serves you. It's very different from giving up. So letting go is very different from giving up. For most people, there is no distinction. So you either have people that have set their goal and it's a do or die, they're gonna get it. Even though that inner voice halfway through says, walk away, you're done growing, walk away. But by golly, I, I set the goal, I'm gonna die trying, right? That's one side. On the other side, Somebody who sets a goal and it's like, yeah, whatever, you know, so that's, that would be, that would be, uh, you know, giving up versus letting go. So it's very important when you set a goal to have an expectation that that goal will unfold for you in the best and highest way that is not limited by your vision of result. So if you're somebody who meditates or prays or sets intentions, you would say, I would like to have the minimum of that expended to the degree that my capacity is there to support it. And if there is a better way for me to go, please redirect me. And as you are continually putting efforts in, you're open to the result. Just before we started recording, I was telling Jill, you know, things have aligned to me with this book launch 
in such a phenomenal way that I could spend just an hour talking about the whole other law of synchronicity, which is one, you know, th- which is one of the laws. But I couldn't have planned for the things that have aligned, not in my wildest dreams. Why? Because they were outside of my awareness. We, we only can set goals that are limited to our current awareness. So the law of uh, consistent expectation allows for you to set the direction and not the destination. You set the direction and you allow for the destination to be miraculously so far beyond your wildest dreams. And that's the joy of that law. I lo- Okay, I love this so much. Those of you who are in my mastermind already know I love this so much. But of course, Victoria brings this beauty to the way she describes it. That is just incredible. But I, I speak about sort of not as eloquently, I confess, but I speak about when something's calling you to go in a direction, go in that direction, but be prepared for a path off to the right to be your path. You don't go into the direction because you need to get to the end of that lane. You go in the direction because you needed to go in that direction to see that path, that next opportunity, that synchronicity, that thing that's falling into place. And to those of you who maybe don't feel like things are falling into place, they will. And I kind of know they will because you did not find your way to listening to this by accident, which means you're listening to a conversation. Victoria has dealt with her struggles and she's she talked about growing up without being prosperous with money and having love and coming to terms with that. I, I mean, I feel like some of my life has been you know, dragged behind a car by a chain. I feel so <laughs> bumped around and I've come to this joy. How? By listening to people talk about these things, by reading, by loving ourselves when we're down, by getting up, by growing, by confusion, by exploring new ideas, infusing with them and continually growing. So wherever you are right now, just know that you're loved, you're lovable, and you're gonna, we all are gonna go so much further than we can possibly imagine. And I think, Victoria, I'm truly inspired by the insights um, that you're sharing. Let's bring, let's bring this to the law of being. Mm-hmm. The law of being is a gorgeous law. It has to speak with <clears throat> what you were talking earlier about. Uh, that to ask the question, who am I, is not a wise question because it limits I am. So it's not important to know or not know who you are. It's important to just be. So very often when we say I am and we add the affirmation, which by the way, I am such a big believer in activating and affirming and and you know the book actually has energetically charged activations for each law but the basis for all of them is the I amness now Wayne Dyer was the first one that I heard speak of it and I later found it um, in Jewish Torah in Quran and in Christian Bible there is the same incident of Moses talking to uh, God and asking God what God's name was and God's answer was I am the great I am so I am is one of the frequencies that defines God so when we say I am we're tuning into the frequency of oneness Jill so beautifully talked about and only when if you pause if you just before you say either I am stupid and it brings your frequency down or I am smart and it brings it up if you just say I am and you pause till you feel that energy of presence that she was saying she was steady it's just so aligned she was standing there and being like I am that is the most powerful alignment of oneness. So that's what the law of being based on, on being one. Because when you're one, every door is open and then you can work, walk through the right one. And to put it in a practical sense, so many of us 
have a miss of when then, as soon as then I, and that is the most limiting structure to our prosperity. So the solution to that is the word now. Whatever your dream of prosperity is, whether it's spiritual, relational, physical, or emotional, what would that person that you are aspiring to be, what would they do, be, feel, think right now? That's what you want to tune into. You know, it's the quote is attributed to Einstein that um, when you match the frequency of the reality that you want, you cannot help but have that reality. This is not philosophy. This is physics. That's in a nutshell, the law of being. So if you're lonely and you want to have a partner, what would a person feel that is cared for genuinely? What would they feel? Once you develop that feeling, you radiate it into the universe. The elements of the universe realign to materialize that feeling into your life. So that's the law of being. Wow. Wow. I can har- okay, I can hardly wait to read this once, twice. I can't. <laughs> we'll see how many times. Let's, I want to finish with, and I'm bringing forth, you know, some of the the different ones. I know you have such good ones here. It's hard to pick, but the law of relaxation, because we feel like there's all this do, 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 you know, I got to do this and do that. And so I'm sort of fascinated with how the law of relaxation is going to help me prosper. It's a beautiful question. And I know that it'll resonate with all of us so much because didn't all of our best ideas come to us in the shower? I mean, come on now, or on the walk. Or the second we stopped pursuing them with foam at our mouth, I mean, you know, and we were like, I just got to walk away from it. Then you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, okay, so I'm going to write it down. So in a nutshell, money, money, it's like, think of the hunt. When you're hunting for a prey, it's going to run away. But if you're just sitting there resting, it comes around. So it's very important to practice relaxation because relaxation expands your awareness of opportunity that is there for you to work through you as opposed to run away from you. Yeah, I love relaxation. Uh, I probably don't do enough. <laughs> You probably have asked about that because it's a reminder for me to take my own vitamin, (laughs) my own thinking vitamin and relax a little more. Yeah, I think it's just fantastic. And I think it's relaxing into the faith. I love the foam at the mouth. I'm going to be laughing about that for a while. Um, (laughs) There might be a meme on that one. That's like, I think... Trina, who edits these, is going to see that, and I think we're going to we're going to see that somewhere. Um, that's but desperation postpones prosperity. Relax into faith as you continue with your efforts, and I think it's that sort of um, it does like that desperation. It sort of it it, it creates this uh, unreceiving energy, and I think relaxing into the faith. I really love your illumination. So there are 35 of these laws. And so with the book, when someone gets the book, you go through the laws and also help them clear the blocks. Yes. So absolutely. So each chapter has the concept of the law. It has one of my stories, either mine or my family or clients dealing with the law. Then it has three actual practical applications to bring that law into your life and to start applying it in your daily life. And then it has a healing part to it, a shift part. And that is what I call the energy activation. It activates the presence of that law in your subconscious mind. So it is verbalized beautifully. I have an amazing story on that. I've already sent the book into final edit when one of my dear friends reached out to me and suggested one word edit, you know, and, and I, I have, I followed through and that word is now. So now the activation have the word now for a lot of us, when we read an activation, it's like, well, but that's not who I've been. 
So very strategically, each activation has I am now. And by the way, uh, Jill, what's coming through for me, because all of these laws are a part of our app, Empower Me app, and they're serendipitously, serendipitously aligned with us, I'm going to go to the app and I'm going to ask the, the little beating heart of the universe, what is the activation that our family here needs the most? And it's the law of interest. Look at that. Make interest work for you instead of against you. And then there is a practice, create a schedule to pay off your highest interest credit cards first. Then when no longer in consumer debt, study and invest to enjoy the interest work for you. And here's the activation. I now understand, practice and live the law of interest. I work for money and learn how to have money work for me. I make the money game interesting by eliminating debt as interest to someone and instead expending earning interest in my life. Interest game is of interest to me. It is easy. It is fun. I got this. I am me. So when you read that, if you close your eyes, you will actually feel a little bit of a shift. And depending on how attuned you are to energy work, it might be a big shift. Or you'll just feel a little bit more peaceful. And um, it realigns your subconscious programming to invite the learning from that loss. All of a sudden, you wake up in the morning and there will be an email about one of your stocks appreciating despite the market. So it's all about connecting the dots and being like, what? The stuff works? Because it does. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, thank you for that. And okay, there's a few things, listeners, that you can do. If you are listening to this before the launch, right away when we publish, then you can get, well, Victoria, take us through, because there's a few different things that yeah. we've got for them. All the links are in the show notes, so we're going to make it super easy. You just need to scroll down and click the link. Victoria, what can they do? Yeah, I want three cool things with the book. The book is, if you're listening before June 25th, the, uh, 2022, Jill, we want your podcast to be listened to 10 years from now. So here you go. Here you go. We're charging it with that. <laughs> so if you, if you get the book on Amazon on June 25th, it's free. So you can just buy it for $0, grab one of the laws. If you leave uh, an honest review about that law and how it found you, that'll be amazing. It'll be amazing for us to be able to expand the message. So that would much appreciated. Beyond that, you can get the book on Amazon at any time. Now, if you go to u2shine.com, yu2shine.com, which is our site, there's a gorgeous free meditation. It's about five minutes and it's called From Scared to Sacred. And it walks you from, we talked about that powerless, fearful little am, that scared part of you. It walks you to accept all parts of you so that you can expand greater into your prosperity. That meditation is, is also offered free. But my biggest gift, I think, I believe that to be, I have an amazing, amazing um, community it's called Quantum Freedom. We're shifting. We're going to organize it as Empowerment Academy, Empower Me Academy. And if you're listening to this podcast, if you read the description and you align and you want to be a part of that community, when you put the coupon Vitamins Thirty, all capital Vitamins Thirty for Thinking Vitamins podcast you're going to get a 30% off that subscription. So I just wanted to extend that to Jill for her generosity for giving me this, once again, honestly, sacred space. I felt this spirit so strongly, Jill. You, your heart is so courageously pure, expensive, gorgeous, giving, and abundant. It's It's been a gift to me. It's been a gift to me. <laughs> I'm truly touched by your comments, by your wisdom today, by your generosity with sharing that uh, coupon code vitamins30 to join uh, Quantum, which is going to be Empower Me, which is great. Please, listeners, go check that out. See if that resonates. I think that if there is a goal to have more love, more peace, and more prosperity, prosperity in all areas of your life then I think oh and I, some other things she's on Instagram we're gonna have all I'm gonna have all her links because I think reading her book I think 
watching her on YouTube, I think getting her five minute meditation, I know that ever since I've had her in my life, even just in these small ways, I've been uplifted and I sense that you will too. So I think that wraps up this episode of Thinking Vitamins. Victoria, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Thinking Vitamins podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like, comment, follow, and come to thinkingvitamins.com where you can sign up to get our newsletter and additional free training. Thinking Vitamins with Jill McCabe. Do it.